This is Viterbi Voices, the podcast, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more directly from our faculty, students, and other members of the engineering community here at the University of Southern California. This is episode 70, featuring Christina Morales-Martin, the Associate Director of Student Engagement here at Viterbi. Tune in for a conversation about student life at USC, adjusting to the social and academic pressures of college, and how getting involved from the beginning can help make college the best four years of your life. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. This is episode... 70. 70? God, I love it when we hit, like, round numbers. Yeah, round numbers. numbers. Um, So, Viterbi Voices, welcome back. Uh, My name is Paula Desma. I'm the Director of Undergraduate Admission. And my name is Rhea Chowdhury. I'm a junior studying biomedical engineering here at Viterbi. And we are your hosts on this adventure that we like to call Viterbi Voices. We have no sponsor. We're not going to interrupt <laughs> you with ads for food delivery services <laughs> or another podcast or subscribe to the New York Times or what are some of the other ads that always come up on podcasts? The, what's that meal kit? There's the one with the meal Hello kit. HelloFresh. 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 Is that yeah. one of them? That's definitely one. Or Blue Apron. Blue Apron. I, I just have like Malcolm Gladwell's voice in my mind. Yeah. Like, Hey, listeners. Yeah. Do you like fresh delivered food to your home? We should <laughs> start exactly making them it. up. <laughs> and just like these little ad breaks yeah, in the definitely. middle of conversations. I like Do it. a pre-roll and a mid-roll and a post-roll on that. Um, so Rio, what's going on? It's January. This is kind of like our first, like we, you did, you did an episode last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, this is kind of our first one back together. What's up? Yeah. I mean, not much going, getting back into school. This is week two, but it already feels like I've been here for a while. Maybe it's just being, this like feels like we've been here a month, right? Yeah. It feels this like is only the second so week of classes. Long. I know it's crazy. I was like, so I have this app on my phone one second every day where I like, take a video one, one second oh, every yeah, day. Oh yeah. 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 It's really cool. Um, what's your, what's your so, running total so far? How many days? Oh, it's since last May. So I've had it oh. for a long, yeah, I, I started right before I went abroad. Cause I was like, okay, I want to have something for every day abroad. So I don't forget anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing it for a while, and then I was looking through it because I needed to add some stuff from yesterday, and I was like, wait a second, I've only been at school for a week. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at things from school, and there's just not that much stuff there. But it feels like it's been a while. My classes, I think part of it is that I have classes with the same people since freshman year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it doesn't feel new. Mm-hmm. New classes, but the same people. What classes are you taking this semester? I am taking the second half of organic chemistry. I'm taking molecular biochemistry, taking linear circuits, taking politics and culture of the 1960s, and then I'm taking a directed research class. So I'm just doing research in my research lab for credit. Uh, my pre-med roommate in college <laughs> had two jokes about two of your classes. Yeah. And he said, OCHEM, there's life before OCHEM and life after OCHEM. <laughs> there's just not life during OCHEM. Can confirm. <laughs> uh, and they say, you know what they say, mo bio, mo problems. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you know, the super interesting thing about the biomedical engineering degree and then my minor is I have to take both. What's your minor? Molec- again? Uh, it's healthcare studies. Oh, okay. So I have to take molecular biology and then chemistry and then molecular biochemistry. Fun. What are the difference between all those things? I honestly couldn't tell you, but it's like I, the angle at which you yeah. look at something. <laughs> <it's not right. laughs> yeah, it's like okay, I'm going to look at the the structures of this biomolecule, or I'm going to look at the, just the structures of everything, or I'm just going to look at the biology of everything. So I actually really enjoy this class because it feels like it's bringing a lot of stuff together, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been learning this material for so long that yeah. like, now I completely can understand hmm. all the context, yeah. which is cool. 
So yeah. I'm enjoying molecular biochemistry a lot. You're absorbing like volumes of information, and now you're at a point where you can kind of get a handle on all of this and how it ties together. Yeah, how are you yeah. going to start using it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's rough because you know you don't see that when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, good stuff. Any big things happening this semester for you outside of classes? Big things. Um, or what are you excited about this semester? What am I excited about? My uh, well, I'm just really excited to be taking a humanities class again. Honestly, like I'm taking that politics and culture of the 1960s course, and it's really fun so cool. far. And what's it going to cover? It's so right now we're studying the 50s and how tension and stuff in the 50s built up to what was going on in the 60s, and it's talking about the cultural revolution in terms of like music, art, all those things, but also like the Vietnam War and then politics. And it's a really, really interesting class. And in high school, I was super into history and literature Mm -hmm. and we're looking at it through all of those lenses. So it's a lot of fun already. What did your last class cover? Like what what was the topic it was going over in the 50s? My last class, um, we were talking, so we're talking about the beginning of the civil rights movement. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's some triggers there in the late 50s. That mm-hmm. And out. it's super interesting taking that class now just because of the current political and social climate. All these so things it just are coming feels up. super relevant, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. and it, they, they say it over and over again that history repeats itself. And it, it's, yeah, and I'm seeing it. <laughs> mm. So, And then in terms of other stuff I'm looking forward to, so my startup project that I was doing last year is yes. starting up again. So you remind I'm, people what that is? Yeah, Interim. So it's our um, – me and my friends put together this little startup project where we were hoping to – create an app and a 24-hour um, call service to talk for stroke patients to, I'm like forgot our 30-second pitch. I had it so down for you so did. long. But um, basically it's to uh, we'll have to eliminate... direct them to another episode to listen to that. <laughs> Maybe like three episodes? I'll, I'll have to find it. Um, but the, the point of our app was to eliminate pre-hospital delays in stroke treatment for patients that experience stroke. Right. Um, so, and we're competing in another one of our, of the USC competitions this Because visible traits of stroke mean you're way into a stroke. But yes, the idea is that exactly. things that are precursors of stroke are actually mm-hmm. things that you can track and see that you're going to have a stroke. Exactly. And then you can get cheaper, more effective treatment if you just are able to recognize those symptoms earlier. Right. Yeah. So that's what kind of what we're working off of. So that's going to be exciting. Um, we're competing and then I think finals are in April, so mm. that's going on. Um, I'm going on a really fun road trip for spring break, which okay. I'm excited about. Where so to? I'm going through Arizona, and I'm going to Page, and then so I'm going to be going Page. Th- Page, like it's like around Antelope Canyon, Horseshoe okay. Bend, like all those places, and then I'm going to Zion National Park and Bryce National Park, and then I'm ending up in Utah, I think. Because that those are in Utah. Yeah, right. those are like the bottom of Utah. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Sweet. I just got a new tripod and <laughs> a lot of cameras. So lots of photos. Going. Yeah, lots of photos. Definitely. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, well, that is a perfect lead into our conversation today with Christina. So today's <laughs> conversation is with Christina Morales Martin. She is our associate director of student engagement, and she works here in our office. Uh, and our office, a lot of people don't know, is admission and student affairs, which means mm-hmm. that what we do in this whole division of admission and student affairs is work to, sometimes I make this joke, uh, it's, we're a cradle to grave operation. <laughs> we, we, we bring you into the school and we get you out of the school and yeah. everything in between. And so from an admission standpoint, that involves recruiting and everything I do in admission. Mm-hmm. But then while you're here, it means that we're doing all the stuff to get you through, which means we're doing academic advisement. It means we're doing career advisement. It means we're, we're planning programs and services mm-hmm. and uh, leadership skills and development. And, and a lot of that kind of falls under this process called engagement. And that's what Christina is here to talk to us about. I mean, today's conversation, we talk about 
you know, how engineering students get involved. We talk about uh, leadership skills, student organizations, lessons that people need to learn, things that students mm-hmm. don't expect in college that they struggle with and how we help them get through that, yeah. and, and so much more. It's a, it's a really, really great conversation. I think some people might think, oh, I just need, you know, from a prospective student, I just need to learn about my major. I better listen to faculty. Yeah. And I think this is probably the first episode everyone should listen to about what their life is going to be like in college and mm-hmm. what they need to get good at. Definitely. And, and I think that's something that I've learned a lot over the course of my college experience, that awesome, you're spending maybe 20 hours in class a week, but all the time that you're spending outside of class, you're putting into things that you care a lot about, and that's what's developing you as a person, and that's what you're really taking away from college. It's all of those things that you're learning outside of the classroom, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this conversation was really, really great. We learned a lot about some advice to freshmen about getting engaged and getting involved. Not in getting college. engaged. No, so that's the hard part. <laughs> not, not, not about like finding a significant other and getting married. <laughs> sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, yeah, it's a secondary <laughs> you can't result. It's a, sec- it's a secondary result. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, getting engaged. Yeah, engaged with the campus and yeah. involved. Yeah, it's hard to say. I was hearing getting engaged. I'm like, no, 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 not getting. Don't get engaged. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not promising any proposals here. <laughs> but definitely a lot of students organizations and a lot of opportunities to get involved on campus. Very cool. So let's get out of the way and hand it over to uh, our conversation with Christina for episode 70. Great. Uh, How are you? Good, good. It's an exciting time of the semester. I, you know, getting started. Spring always has a different feel to me than fall fall you're coming off of summer and you're kind of you know you ease back into reality and spring is like oh this is our last semester before the end of the year like let's get stuff done yeah uh so the energy for me when spring starts is always really high (laughs) and i feel like i feed off of like this your energy is high in spring students energy is high and i feed off of it so i'm like okay let's do this what are we doing (laughs) i totally feel the opposite i feel as i thought what i thought you were about to say was that Spring is so different because it's like we're just, it feels like we're halfway, like to me, it feels like we're halfway through the year. And so I come back from break and I'm like, Like, I mean, granted, we're doing admission stuff too, but like for our current students, I feel like, okay, here we go again. And, but students come back with a sense of like, new semester, new beginnings, here we go. And they come back with all this energy and we're like, slow down. (laughs) But for fall, it's like, yeah, we're ready to go. Like, I don't know. I I guess that's cool you feel that way. Yeah, I feel like, um, it's funny, I was talking to um, someone in Trojan Event Services and they said that 70, I think it was like 75% of all the events that happen in an academic year happen in April. Oh, crap. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel that. I do. As soon as they wow. said that, I was like, yep. Well, it is like the last month before you get into graduation, the yeah, end of the semester. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of the vibe of spring semester. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, before summer and we have a few months off, let's get in everything we can do. Yeah, and right. what, did, what didn't we get done in the fall? <laughs> like, let's Let's do it now. Yeah. Um, so it's. Go time. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good transition to talk about what you're here for. So, uh, Christina, your your title is – tell me what your title is. I don't know the, the whole title. <laughs> the official title is Associate Director for Student Engagement. Oh, in my earlier meeting, I demoted you. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it. Maybe it sorry. came with less work. I was okay with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm projecting to a new staff member you'll have soon. I would love to get an assistant director. <laughs> I would love to get anybody. Some, anybody. Yeah, anybody. Someone else. Extra hands. So student engagement. Mm-hmm. I think that 
when Rhea and I were talking about this, um, one of the first questions that comes up is, what what is student engagement? Yeah, that was my first question. I'm the student here, so. <laughs> yeah, student engagement is a funny term. In some ways, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's student life, right? Mm-hmm. To be an engaged student is to be involved with your campus life. And so um, it can mean all kinds of things, everything from being actively involved in your academic experience. So that mm-hmm. means you're going to your office hours yeah. and you're meeting with your professors and you're meeting with your advisor um, to being involved with the co-curricular things that we offer. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we want. When we think of engagement, we want you to be drawing parallels between what you're doing in the classroom and what you're doing out of the classroom and doing both of those things. And so my job is to create those experiences mm-hmm. and help um, and not not just create because that would be a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, curate. Curate, yes, yeah. and facilitate sort of your our students' ability to find those experiences and connect what you're doing out of the classroom to what you're doing in the classroom. Uh, and sometimes it's a really straightforward connection and you might be um, a biomedical mm-hmm. major and you're going to be involved in ASBME and those yeah. connections are really straightforward. Other times it's, you know, you're involved in, let's say, something like Troy Camp and mm-hmm. you're learning these leadership skills and facilitation skills and communication skills that are going to make you more successful when you're working in a team for your senior design project right. or something yeah. like that. And so it's helping make sure that people know that those opportunities are there because mm-hmm. being... Uh, involved is going to help you kind of in all kinds of areas in your life. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon yeah i think that from a student perspective and correct me if i'm wrong when students are looking at their lives on campus they they kind of view things in high school terms which mm-hmm. is uh these are my academics and these are my extracurriculars yeah and that term is not used in colleges extracurriculars if anything i think we tend to use co-curriculars mm-hmm. meaning that these are things that you do that should be done in collaboration and partnership with your uh, with your academics um and i think that the word engagement for us from a professional standpoint starts to tie together that this isn't an activities thing but it includes activities this mm-hmm. isn't a involvement thing but it includes involvement this this isn't a co-curricular thing in general, but it includes co-curriculars. Mm-hmm. This isn't a leadership thing, but it includes leadership. This isn't a, you know, what it's not a student life thing, but it includes student life. And so all these things that students come to college for to do, even though that's not like their primary thing that's on the tip of their tongue, but it is important to them. Mm-hmm. Do they have a life? Are they involved? Do they have friends? Are they doing things outside of class? Mm-hmm. You know, and what I think makes USC and specifically the Viterbi School this really robust lively environment is from us looking down from a management perspective is what we would refer to as engagement because engaging in the community uh, is is being involved in all those little gluey sticky pieces that tie together the i take a class i do research 
I go to advisement, I get a job, I graduate. Like those are like basically tent poles in a student life trajectory. And everything in the middle is engagement. And not in the middle of one of two of those things, but all of those things. It's like this really sticky honey yeah. thing that's <laughs> kind of uh, throughout this process. Yeah. And for us from a student affairs perspective, I think the one thing that we found, which is why the word engagement is incredibly important to us, but also probably somewhat foreign to students, is that we have found direct correlation to levels of engagement versus levels of success outward. Mm -hmm. And so students will come in thinking, just based on the conversation we were just having, <laughs> oh, I got to be, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And yeah. those of us like Christina are going to be like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it means you're fine. Because, and for someone like you particular, Rhea, to, to not tell everybody what we were just talking about, but, you know, you were disappointed with a grade <laughs> yeah. you just got, and you're yeah. a little bummed out right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, suck it up, number one. Number two, get over it. Because I know your level of engagement. Mm -hmm. You are a top performer. And if we could come up with some sort of quantitative level of engagement mm -hmm. to help you understand that, you would feel better about that. Because when employers are looking at you or graduate schools or fellowships or mm -hmm. post-grad opportunities, which are all these different things, they tend to take that GPA thing as kind of a standard. Okay, that's, a yeah. that, that's there. And then what are the reasons we're getting people in is this, this involvement activities, leadership, and yeah. then yeah. that falls into engagement. So we find this really strong correlation between those who are engaged become successful at USC, therefore be, are very successful after USC. And that's mm -hmm. ultimately our whole goal. So... Yeah, we want students to have fun, which is the <laughs> easiest way to talk about it. Christina yeah. is the associate director of fun. <laughs> I like that role. That's a good title. For a purpose. <laughs> fun for a purpose. Fun with a purpose. Fun I also think Paul just said you get an A in leadership. So oh, thank even you. if you didn't get the grade you wanted in your class, you did get an A in leadership. <laughs> but so is your position specifically within Viterbi, or is it overall with USC and you, your work with students from all over? Yeah, that's a good question. My position specifically is within Viterbi. Okay. Uh, but there are people like me um, yeah. who work with engagement uh -huh. um, all over campus. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, so I'm not the only one responsible for creating this amazing experience for our yeah. students, although I'd love to take credit for it uh, <laughs> because our students do have amazing experiences. Yeah. But there are lots of resources all over campus in whatever school you land in or whatever area you're interested mm -hmm. in. There's lots of us that are here to make sure that we know you're going to go to class and that's why you're here, but we also want you to do other things and do get involved in the in-between, like yeah. Paul was saying. And so there's folks sort of scattered all over campus that help you do that. Yeah, because that can be, yeah. you know, something related to, A, another academic unit or something related centrally. Like yeah. <clears throat> even um, uh, different groups related to um, – just social involvement like you know mm -hmm. there's the what there's like a rock climbing club or yeah, athletics totally. <laughs> or you know community service uh, all those things are run um and organized and curated by central student affairs professionals which leads me to another one of your questions so tell us how you got into this particular position yeah this is sort of a weird job it's mm -hmm. not something that you grow up thinking i really want to work in student affairs because <laughs> uh, you don't know what that is yeah. when um kind of growing up and so i got to college and i went away for college i'm mm -hmm. from los angeles and i went to college in san francisco and got there and where did you go? It university of san francisco mm -hmm. I, we never talked about it. that's where my sister went oh really yeah go usf go dons <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, i had a great experience but when i first got there i really struggled uh -huh. I had never um, been that far away from home, kind of by myself. It was all of the culture shock things that you would expect um, that 
somebody in my position might have. Yeah. And I um, – And you're on a haunted campus. I was, it was a haunted campus, yeah. So haunted. We USF did, is haunted. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers the MTV show Fear, but my orientation did like a USF Fear where they like projected into the gym all of these like student groups that were going to these haunted places and it was like at 11 o'clock at night and so it was like, I don't know, 200 students in the gym watching people freaking out in these like underground, I don't know, catacombs or whatever they were. I don't know what they were, but it was... Um, that probably dates me a little bit, but <laughs> fear. We did our own version of, of MTV's fear for orientation. Because USF is like re- like really old middle yeah, of San yeah, Francisco, yeah. really old buildings. Yes. Like yeah. there are there are some ghost stories there. Yes, and it, you know it's up on the hill, so it's yeah. foggy and like you know gets dark at four o'clock. And so yeah. it had all that nice creepy element feel. Wait, which era of San Francisco? It's in the uh, inner Richmond area. Oh, okay. um, hey, Nashbury. Yeah, I hate Nashbury. Yeah, right okay. by hate Nashbury. It. So it's a cool spot. Uh, I eventually came to appreciate it. I didn't uh, when I first got there. My freshman year, I was convinced I was going to come home for winter break mm-hmm. and stay in mm-hmm. LA. <laughs> and I came back for winter break, and I, you know, had like I think like five weeks off, and realized that um, even though I had a hard time in San Francisco, coming home was kind of tough. I even though. I didn't realize that I had changed. Yeah. And so it felt different to be home. And so I pushed myself to go back for that second semester. And I finished off freshman year. And then sophomore year, I started, I finally got the courage mm-hmm. to join clubs. And I went to our involvement fair where all the clubs were tabling and found these organizations um, that you know, just had cool people. I just, yeah. I just wanted to make friends. Yeah, and I definitely. had a hard time putting myself out there my freshman year. Uh-huh. And everything sort of snowballed after that. I joined um, a club called Latinas Unidas, mm-hmm. and those women became my sisters and my roommates Aww. by the time I graduated. And one, you know, somebody in that club knew somebody in a different club that they were like, oh, this is really cool. You might like that. And then mm-hmm. I went to one of their meetings, and I went to someone's event. And then all of a sudden... I graduated and I was on our student government and I worked in our campus activities office and I was a peer leader and I was uh, the student that uh, that was the student getting the A in leadership and getting involved. And yeah, um, yeah, so I had a really great college experience. I got very lucky um, once I got myself out of my comfort zone and started looking at what else I could do besides just going to class. That was an important part of what I was doing, Mm -hmm. um, but I just needed to give myself a little more. And then uh, when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I had an advisor from one of my um, clubs that said, you could do this. Do you Mm -hmm. like what you're doing now? Do you like being a leader and working on college campuses and he directed me to a master's program uh, mm-hmm. for student affairs, and I moved again, and I went yeah. to Seattle uh, for that and spent a few years up there working and getting a master's degree. And then I kind of got tired of being cold because I'm yeah. from L.A. and <laughs> kept going, like, colder and wetter. Yeah, wetter. And I think there was one um, March that I spent in Seattle, and it was a little out of the ordinary, but it snowed. And mm-hmm. I checked the weather in L.A., and it was, like, 72 and sunny. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm ready to come home. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, I stayed there for a couple years, and I started job searching and slowly made my way back down to L.A. and eventually found myself here where I get to help other students create that awesome experience because I know what it's like to be at a new place and not feel like you fit in or not Mm -hmm. feel like you know, you know, like this is your community. And there are so many things here that 
that you can connect with. It's just about finding them. And so I love helping people do that. I love, you know, helping our students find their community and and the people that are going to be their lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just sometimes being pointed in the right direction. And I, I'm glad that I had the chance to, to find that and, and do that now. Now, when you started here at USC, you originally were working in campus activities, correct? I was. Can you tell us about that office on campus here? Yeah. Um, so USC has what we call the campus activities office, mm-hmm. and uh, they're sort of the primary office responsible for fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're huge. They take care of all of our campus um community both our for our undergrads and our graduate students mm-hmm. and house almost a thousand student organizations so wow. whatever you're interested in there's a club for you I mean literally I think they hit a thousand this wow. last year um, and so the topics range any kind of everything from cultural orgs to just random interests mm-hmm. to outdoor recreation <laughs> like yeah. there are some cool things that our students are out there doing. Uh, So they help support the organizations, and they also help connect new students uh, to those clubs and help you find them. So that's one thing they do. They also have um, what they call um, uh, alternative break Mm -hmm. experiences. So if you come to campus and you maybe studying abroad isn't for you or you really love being abroad and you want to do it as much as possible, yeah. um, you can also do some service in your um, either winter or spring break and mm-hmm. they'll connect you with um, a project where you go do some good in a community. Um, some of them are domestic, actually, and some of them are global, um, and you can do service there. And so they have a whole team of people that are dedicated to that. Um, our student government comes out of the campus activities office, and our programming board, who are an awesome group of people that really plan events yeah. on campus. That's really the whole point of programming board. Um, and they make sure there is something on campus, I think, every weekend. Wow. There's something to do, whether it's a movie screening or a carnival. They have large concerts that they put on. Mm-hmm. They, there's always something to do, always. They um, are really great about that. So um, that's the Campus Activities Office. That's where I started, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then this great opportunity in Viterbi opened up where I could do that kind of work, but specifically for our engineering community. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool to be doing it here because I get to work directly with um, – a really specific population. Um, it's fun to serve the whole campus, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is a lot. And so doing it specifically for our Viterbi students has been really cool because I think um, Viterbi students in particular, you mm-hmm. all have a really tight-knit community, and so mm-hmm. it's awesome to be part of contributing to that and continuing to build it and helping you all support one another and, and develop, you know, as leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you see that involvement to leadership um, <clears throat> trajectory? How do you see that path going for our engineering students? And, and what are the mechanisms or um, uh, different arenas in which they start to actually do those things? Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. That's a good question. I think that sometimes our students get confused and think the only way I can be a student leader 
is if I hold a position on like, I need the to be executive president board. Of whatever, yeah, I need yeah. to be president of a club. Um, but that's not true necessarily. We've some of our really great student leaders that really give back to our campus um, are just find things that they care about. And so I would say when you first get here, the first thing you should do is check out what's around, get involved and get to know the clubs, Mm -hmm. go to meetings and see what fits for you. You might go to one club meeting and think, okay, well, that wasn't quite what I thought. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, And then you don't have to do that one. So that by the time, you know, you hit your second or third year, you have found maybe two or three things to be involved in that you really care about. And maybe it's a club or maybe it's a volunteer thing you're doing in the community. That's the other great thing about USC, where we're, we're well positioned in a place where there's so many great ways that you can give back to the local community. So mm-hmm. if you did a lot of service hours in high school and that was something you really cared about, there's still ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think some of our best student leaders are the ones that have found those one, two, or three things they really care about and get deeply involved. Mm-hmm. You know, they really make a regular commitment for it and they do it. It's a part of their weekly life and mm-hmm. they engage with other people around it and, and learn from that. You know, they learn from the other people that are involved then they gain skills on how to work with others and then you develop creative solutions to the problems you encounter in that area and mm-hmm. all of these things that are, that make you a good leader that and that are you're going to take with you not just in your classroom but one day in the workplace right you'll be able to to identify problems and um make suggestions for things and you'll know how to work with different personalities because you got so involved in that one or two things that you really cared about mm-hmm. what when you when you brought up some of these things it made me think about First of all, your your story of of engagement at USF, mm-hmm. and what I know is what I think a lot of people don't realize is that's everyone's story. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it, to a certain degree, um, and and the the most impactful thing is that no one expects it to be their story, which is why it makes it really hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I've heard that people don't have a hard time adjusting, but that's not me because yeah. everything is based on your knowledge up to that point, which is the template for their life is high school. Yeah. And so how can you describe the differences or the pitfalls or the just complete 180 that their high school template of involvement and activities and clubs and leadership is not at all what happens in college? That's so funny. I think that's a, you're right. That's everybody thinks that's not them, mm-hmm. um, but it totally is. And that was definitely my story. I went to a really small high school um, in the San Gabriel Valley, mm-hmm. and I was super involved. San Gabriel Mission okay. High School, and so I I graduated, and I was our student body president, yeah. and I played on the basketball team, and I was in our plays, and I did all the things. <laughs> and so I knew everybody, and. I was really comfortable in that space, and then I made this decision to move away from college, and, you know, there I was, you know, little fish the in distance, a big pond. The distance also yeah. adds that, too. Yeah, yeah, so there was this distance of the city I had never really been in before by myself. Um, I didn't really know anybody, and I thought, I did so well in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll slide right in. How many students in your graduating class? Oh, it was small. It was like 60, 60 girls. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Graduating class? Yeah. We oh, my gosh. An all-girls school, 60 yeah. girls. Um, and then I jumped into this. I mean, in USF's not a huge school, but it was huge to me. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than San Gabriel Mission. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was really yeah, bigger than sixty. And there boys. Girls, and, and then there, there were boys. boys. <laughs> I know in my hallway. <laughs> um, I think we actually were um, like 
it was like alternating hallways yeah. when I was there. I don't know what it is now, but yeah. that helped with the transition. <laughs> but yeah, so I got there and I was really surprised. And, uh-huh. you know, in high school, opportunities are sort of presented to you. Do this and do that. Um, or, you know, I had my family to kind of guide me and like, oh, you should do this or let's get you involved in sports. And when I got to college, it was 100% on me yeah. to go after things and look for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the occasional, you know, email blast that would come out that if you didn't read, you were going to miss everything, <laughs> <laughs> which I know happens around here sometimes. <laughs> um, but so, and I think that's part of why I sort of floundered that first year yeah. was I just was not prepared to sort of be proactive and look for stuff. And I didn't know to read the email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... You know, by my second year, I'm glad I kind of got the courage to go back because I really pushed myself to find stuff again. And it wasn't about, you know, in high school, I feel like I was collecting involvement. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, checked off that yeah. I did sports and check off that I Pretty did much student yeah. government and yeah. check off that I did this play, even though I was also, terrible. Also, <laughs> doing is not, like, for as far as, like, relative, like, hours per week. Right. It's not anywhere near what doing is in college. Not oh, at yeah. all. Yeah, in college, you know, you do one thing and all of us and that takes up so much of your time um but in in the best way possible and so that was the other thing was like understanding that i don't don't, there's no checklist i need to meet for college i don't need to do an i'm terrible at sports i'm not going to do an intramural (laughs) sport in college um and that's okay it was just it was about looking for things that made sense to me um and more importantly that like helped me find friends and communities, some support system. Um, so it's funny, I went all the way to USF and I made so many friends that were from Los Angeles uh, <laughs> because we all sort of were looking for each other yeah. and by getting involved started to find one another. Uh, so, you know, I always had carpools to come back down <laughs> for the holidays. Aww. And for our engineering students, what? how do, how do we um, uh, curate that experience in the best way possible? Um, I mean, w- Obviously, for first-year students, there's a lot of stuff, but then also throughout the time, and and how do we also then move that into uh, leadership and and other areas? Yeah, I think one thing is we really try to make, I think, and Viterbi, we try to make an effort to help you connect with other students, Um, not just other freshmen, but other student leaders. I mean, you all know my story now, but um, I don't tell my story to every student I come across. Uh, because I don't know that, you know, that's of interest to them. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think they're more interested in hearing, well, how did other current students make it work for them? Yeah. And it's about creating those connections. And so, you know, when you first, for our first year students, when you first get on board and we have our welcome back um, uh, luau, we mm-hmm. connect you with some of our prominent student leaders, our Viterbi student ambassadors or our freshman academy coaches who have all gone through their own journey of finding what was important to them that they got involved in and how they found support um, and things like that. And so connecting with other students and going to the things that we invite you to, I think yeah. is a big piece of um, how you find your own space here. So that's one. I mean, and then we also do like our involvement fairs mm-hmm. uh we i'm in my office all all the time come talk to me i'd love to connect you with student leaders um but those are kind of some of the ways that we try to do that some of our mentoring programs mm-hmm. um are other ways that you can connect with students and get a sense of like what is there to do here how did you find your path um and you know i think 
I think that's one of the big pieces. But also, once you start getting involved because you're trying to find community, in those involvements, you're going to start developing and growing who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And out of that growth and development, you start to develop these skills that become leadership skills. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you might have started off as a freshman or sophomore member in your org, and then in your junior year, somebody graduated, and then they're going to say, hey, you've been here why don't you take on this role? You saw how this happened. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're on this e-board and you, by your senior year, you're the expert. So Mm -hmm. when you come in as a freshman, it can seem really daunting and overwhelming. Um, But the four years go fast. And if you kind of pick one or two things and you grow with them, by the time you're graduating, you're the one that's been doing them for four years and, and you get to be the expert and you've developed all of these skills along the way that you didn't even know you had set out to sort of start doing. Tell us about your involvement with student organizations. And yep. the leadership of student organizations. Yeah. Um, so for our leadership. Sorry, you're just going to keep talking. <laughs> um, that's okay. That's I brought my water. I'm yeah. good. Uh, for our student organizations in particular, we really try to go um, out of our way to, to give you tools and resources to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes um, those leadership roles are thrust upon you <laughs> because you care about the org and yeah. nobody stepped up to be on the e-board and you want it to keep living. So you're like, I guess I'll take this on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what we try to do to help you out on the back end is um, we have all these resources where we'll put on, for example, we put on a retreat. We get all of the engineering presidents together once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the Viterbi President's Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feed them pizza, um, <laughs> which is a really important part of the meeting. But also, <laughs> we use that hour to give them some kind of leadership development training. Yeah. Um, sometimes we talk about something um, sort of abstract, like how to manage difficult people or... Um, how to keep your members accountable. And it becomes this really great dialogue of, like, you know, working in groups and identifying challenges and Mm -hmm. and exchanging ideas around different strategies for that. And sometimes it's really... it's a little more logistical. We'll talk about how do you manage your time. Yeah. And so we spent one whole meeting going over all of these different resources for organization. Mm-hmm. You know, we went through apps. We went through websites. We went through um, different tools and features on your iPhone and other smartphones <laughs> that all help you stay organized and manage um, your time, not just for you, which is great because you can do that in your own personal life, and then you can also do it for the events and programs that your club might put on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to do kind of a good balance of those soft skills and also some of those tangible takeaways that you're going to be able to put into practice right away. Yeah. Uh, we also do a retreat at the beginning of the year that's a lot of fun. Um, we do like a ropes course, so yeah. there's some personal challenges there. <laughs> um, but then we also do um, some workshops around you know, um, assessing your leadership style, what does that mean, mm-hmm. um, assessing your communication style, <laughs> and that's a big one because yeah. it's, you know, how do you, how, not just how do you interact and how do you communicate with others, but how do they perceive you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. a big piece, too, that we is important as a leader is how, how do other people see you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how, are they, how are you coming across to them, and is that the message you meant to do? Uh, so that's the other benefit, I think, to getting involved is – Um, Not just our office, I think the Central Campus Activities Office also tries to provide these services, but um, by nature of becoming a student leader, these doors open to you for opportunities to 
go to workshops and meetings and retreats where you can literally walk away with like a new skill set or mm-hmm. a new leadership assessment. And I imagine that bringing these leaders together too also helps them start to work together with each other and help yeah. them understand, you know, how to bring some of these ideas together. Because in the, inside their own organizations, they're putting together service opportunities and involvement and activities, and mm-hmm. each trying to serve all the engineering students as best as possible. And that kind of creates this really strong community as well. Yeah, definitely. That's always. I feel like we never leave enough time at the end of our meetings for that, but that's always a big piece. Is um, we have almost sixty engineering student organizations. Mm-hmm. And in that group of 60, you know, some of you are going to have the same ideas. And so uh, at least once a month, we try to get together and leave time for you to talk about events that you want to put on and co-collaborate. Or maybe you're having the same issues and they can work together on that. 60. Almost 60. 60 student organizations related to engineering students or activities. Mm -hmm, That's a ton. It's a lot. It's grown (laughs) a lot. Um, I think every year we take on like maybe anywhere from five to six seven more. What's the wow. biggest problem that student organizations or biggest issue that student organizations tend to come to you with or what, what are the, the problems you're solving for them? Yeah, I, there's a couple. Um, one is fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yes, I think everybody always wants to do more uh, and it's yeah. always how do we have enough money to do that. So that's one really tangible skill you'll walk away with as a student leader here mm-hmm. is um, how to re- budget for a program or an event, how oh, to yeah. fundraise, um, and how to sort of keep everybody accountable on that. So fundraising is one um, that you definitely walk away with. And it's interesting because some of our students don't even really have to have ever budgeted in their own lives, and now they're budgeting for sometimes these events. Tens of thousands that, of dollars. Yeah, tens huge, of thousands yeah, of dollars. Huge it's budget. crazy. And Viterbi is really great at yeah. trying to support our orgs yeah. in terms of funding, so, so there's some sponsorship opportunities there. Um, so that's a big one. I think the other piece is just um, – Helping orgs keep members accountable, you know, coming when you say you're going to come. And there's so many tools that we have to sort of help you do that. Mm -hmm. So those those two are some of the bigger things that we um, get questions on is just tools and resources on. I became a president of an org and I have all seven people that look at me once a week in these meetings and. I don't know, you know, how to run a meeting and what mm-hmm. to say to them and how to make sure they're doing what they're doing. And so um, giving them some of the skills to do that. Um, it used to be when I first started doing this work, marketing was a big question we mm-hmm. used to get. Um, but now I think with the social media yeah. r- burst and <laughs> all of these other ways, students are better than I am at spreading the word <laughs> about their events and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so that hasn't been an issue so much in the last couple of years, but... Um, it's, you know, getting people to follow through on what they say. And mm-hmm. that's a huge management skill you'll get. <laughs> For engineering students in particular, sometimes students believe that the, the most important skill sets they get are technical, math and science related. And, and I would argue that it's, it's not. It's actually, that's the basis. And they get these other things. And what do you think are the most important takeaways or lessons that they learn in going through this exercise called leadership and student <laughs> development and stuff like that? Yeah, that's so so part of where the department I get to work in, I also uh, support our career connections team and I get to talk with our industry partners and recruiters regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing we hear often is, you know, they know our USC students are gaining those technical skills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have faith in our engineering program and they are it's given. Com- yeah. That's the reason yeah. they're recruiting here. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. they come here because they know you're going to know how to do the, the technical stuff. They, uh-huh. they get that. Um, I think what sets 
you apart from other candidates and and that they have directly told us is what Mm -hmm. they look for are these leadership skills where you've been able you're going to go into the workplace and you're still going to have to work in teams Mm -hmm. so can you communicate effectively um do you know how to work with others uh do you know how to take initiative things like that do you have good time management skills Mm -hmm. those are the types of things that you're going to learn because you got involved in an organization (laughs) um, and you're going to learn that outside of the classroom but you're going to be able to apply directly to your real life at any stage in your life Um, Mm -hmm. so definitely working in teams is a huge piece Um, we know that our engineers are not you know you don't go graduate and get a job and work by yourself isolated yeah you work in teams you work with other people and you work with your leadership there and Mm -hmm. they want to know that you can communicate effectively you can manage your time well you can work with other people sometimes difficult personalities um, and they want to know that you have follow-through and accountability Mm -hmm. how do you feel knowing that you're in the middle of all this um, almost closer to your last year Uh and what you think about your process while you're in the middle of it yeah, I mean, my engagement at USC has been interesting. I've always been someone who gets super involved from the beginning and then has to kind of filter things out because I get really excited about all these different opportunities. And then I'm like, oh, wait, there's also school. And <laughs> so I need to sleep sometimes. So I got super involved in a bunch of different things freshman year. Um, and then I just kind of slowly started picking and choosing. And then definitely, like, with all these stories that you're telling about getting more and more engaged with the things that you really that really resonate with you and and you feel really strongly about, I've seen in my own path. So, like, now I do a lot of stuff with Viterbi Student Ambassadors. I volunteer a lot at the hospital with um, impacted communities. And, like, those are things that are super important to me. And, like, I used to play a ton of Ultimate Frisbee freshman year, and now that's kind of had to dial back a little bit just because it's so much time and you have to time manage, and, and that's what comes with being a leader. It's like you kind of have to pick and choose and see what your priorities are. But... That's amazing. I didn't know there was an entire office dedicated to, <laughs> to learning all these tangible skills that I, I feel like I'm gaining from from these involvements. So that's really, really cool. It's interesting because it's, yeah. it's very much behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's not out in the open. Yeah, um, but if it wasn't there, you would know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that's an interesting part yeah. about it. Yeah. And, like, all the organizations at USC are so – they do so many things. Like, uh, so I'm biomedical engineering, so obviously I, I – I'm part of Associate Students of Biomedical Engineering or ASBME, like most uh, of, of the people in my major. But they do so many events. And, like, we have a corporate dinner coming up next week where they're inviting a bunch of different companies and we're having dinner at the Radisson. And, like, they put on so many events and all those different things. And, like, the difference between clubs in high school and clubs in college are astronomical. Like, they're completely different. So what I think is interesting amazing. is that a lot of people think they're doing that all by themselves. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. and you're working with them on that. Yeah, oh, yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what our office is here for. It's, exactly. Um, so that when you host these corporate dinners, mm-hmm. uh, there's something that you're proud of and something that yeah. you are proud to host these corporate sponsors at, but also your members. And so yeah. the leadership from those organizations come to our office and we help them, mm-hmm. you know, do all the things they need to do to secure these events. And we don't do it for you. It's teaching yeah. you how to do it. Um, and teach and making sure you understand the process and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I think that's the behind the scenes piece, right? Is yeah. if you're if you're a member, you're gonna know, hey, this club does our, really cool stuff. Our leadership stuff. did really cool things. Yeah. Because, yeah, it doesn't get done without actual support <laughs> yeah. and, and, and support some sort of foundation. Right. It. Our yeah. club hosted this awesome event, yeah. and it's like cool. We're just here in the background, <laughs> making sure that they were yeah. able to do it. But you're right. I think that is a huge difference. Uh, yeah. Like high school orgs versus college clubs is. In high school, you sort of you meet on campus. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do one service trip a month yeah, or something. Yeah. I, you know, it's uh-huh. people that you eat lunch with. Yeah. Uh, and then you come to college, and these clubs are doing big things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hosting huge events on and off campus. They are bringing speakers to campus, and they're sending you on, um, you know, tours of companies and they do all kinds of really cool lots of different kinds of cool stuff they enter competitions and they do design builds Uh Uh, and so we work with the leadership to help make sure that those opportunities travel. are there. Yeah, are travel there? To yeah. some of them yeah. travel to conferences oh, and yeah. some of them will travel internationally to do service trips. Yeah. Um, Engineers Without Borders does an awesome trip to Guatemala mm-hmm. where they go and um, work on uh, like a well and they do some really cool stuff there and, and we help make sure that those opportunities are there for their members so mm-hmm. and help their leadership understand <laughs> the process of doing all those things yeah. where I mean so you're going to graduate with these skills of how to do you know these really technical things but also <laughs> how to manage a large group of people and how yeah. to manage a large budget and plan a big trip or a big event mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's cool. It's an interesting sort of combination that that sets you up to be a leader, not just on campus, but a leader in your workplace, right? Because yeah. then you're going to show up to work and be like, mm-hmm. I can do that. I, I did yeah. that in college. I can help yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, in all my interviews, those are the things that we spend the most time talking about, for sure. Oh, I bet. Um, so, like, that, I completely, completely agree. Yeah. And someone can have all the technical skill set and really not be very valuable to a company or a team mm-hmm. or an organization unless they're actually rising above that i mean mm-hmm. we had th- our meeting earlier today christina <laughs> like this is very clear who's able to mm-hmm. do some things and understand proactive measures and not just show up and clock in clock out mm-hmm. uh, there's a big difference between those things yeah what is the if there is one thing mm-hmm. that you would want our student leaders to know either about what we do what they do uh, what's what's one what's really one important thing that you find yourself constantly repeating or trying to tell them over and over again? I think that this is this is so interesting. I think if you would have asked me that like earlier in my career, mm-hmm. I probably would have had a different answer. Yeah. Um, this is an important thing I've come to understand for our students because part of why we want you to get involved and develop your leadership is because we want you to be successful when you're done here, right? Mm-hmm. When you graduate from USC. Your next step. Your next yeah. step, wherever that takes you, we want you to be successful in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things I have now sort of started to find myself helping students understand is that um, – our student leaders are great. They're creative. They have big ideas. They're mm-hmm. bold. They're innovative. Uh, and I'm not here to stifle those things. <laughs> but I am here to sometimes remind you that we are um, we operate as part of a larger organization. And wherever you go, whether it's at USC or it's in uh, your workplace, you're going to be part of a system. And mm-hmm. so 
it's about learning. We want you to be creative, but sometimes you have to be creative within the space that's there. And so yeah. I know sometimes, you know, we have issues where people will say, oh, there's all of these rules or policies or procedures. Why, why, are, you, why are you being such a bureaucrat blocking yeah. what we want to do? We just want to blow up a building. Right. What's that? with Come the red on. tape? Why can't we just blow up a rocket anytime we feel like it? Um, and so it's like, we want you to build the rocket. We just want you to do it safely. And we want you and we want you to understand that there's a reason why um, we have some of these structures in that space and so I would say my biggest takeaway from student leaders is you know sometimes it can be frustrating to work within a system um, but because they don't understand the system because they don't understand the system exactly and if that's not and it's not there and it's not meant to limit you it's meant to just provide some boundaries around safety yeah. usually <laughs> safety and liability but mm-hmm. um, that it's such a valuable skill to learn how to be creative and innovative inside of sort of a, of, of a bigger system yeah. because you're always going to be part of that right whether it's at usc or if it's in your workplace they're going to say come up with a great idea Uh, but if every idea puts everybody at risk they're going to be like yeah that's not going to work so i would say or cost a certain amount everyone has that money right you're right that happens a lot where students will come up with a great event um, but their budget is completely unreasonable, and it's like we don't. That's bigger than realistic. Yeah, that's just bigger scale. than our entire operating budget. And so yeah. it's like, how do we, um, how do we create this awesome experience you want to do um, with what we have to work with? And yeah. so I think that's probably one thing I I do find myself helping them under helping students understand is we want you to be creative, but just understand that sometimes you have to do that within sort of the space that we have to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's always going to be the case wherever you are. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you wanted to touch on? I think we covered a lot of information. Yeah. I just couldn't, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm kind of running out of questions. Yeah. yeah. I think we talked about a lot of cool stuff. Um, I would say definitely, I think one thing I have noticed from our first year students. You oh, come yeah. In, first year. That's a good idea. Yeah. You come in in your freshman year, and I think um, engineering can seem like a really overwhelming or intimidating major. And so, our students come in and they, they're like, I just need to get a handle on my classes. Yeah. I just want to get through. And that's okay. It's okay to come in and want to spend your first year just getting a sense of what the workload is like. Mm-hmm. But know that there's a lot of resources out there to help you get settled. And um, just because you go to one club meeting doesn't mean you owe them <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, anything. <laughs> so, so don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, just speaking from my own experience, looking back on my college experience, one thing I always regretted was – not starting that first year, mm-hmm. sort of letting that first year be the year where I hemmed and hawed and went back and forth on, do I even like it here? Is this even the right place for me? Yeah. I don't know if I fit in. And if I would have just jumped in and tried something new, um, I would have found all of the great people and great things to do that I did mm-hmm. that sophomore year. So don't yeah. be afraid to do that. You'll find your pace with classes. Um, you know, there's a lot of support out there for your academic experience, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I wish I would have started my freshman year, but that was just part of my journey, so <laughs> it's okay. It sounds weird, but actually getting involved will help you get a better handle on your classes if you yeah. just actually just focused on your classes. Oh, which totally. It's counterintuitive yeah. to incoming freshmen because they just think of it as a um, where they spend time, and they yeah. think if I'm going to spend my time on classes, then I will do better, and that's not true. That's never right. true. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I would have had people to ask about things. Exactly. <laughs> like I would have Providing had a community. Yeah, I would have had. I could have asked someone about this class or this <laughs> homework assignment, or 
you know, is this an okay class to take? But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I spent that whole first year sort of just floundering because I, I didn't want to break out of that comfort zone. And so I think if you if you come in and you try at least one or two new things, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to help you all around have a better experience, even in your classes. Yeah. yeah I've, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but I've told the story before. And I, I give sometimes I go into freshman academy classes and I do a workshop with them on involvement and leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and the summary basically is um, you spend all of high school, uh, actually all of your life up through high school, hearing about this thing called college. Mm-hmm. And and so there's this really big unknown. But it's also built up in your mind as this glorious kind of utopia of, like, amazingness <laughs> because it is constantly described with the following words, best four years of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of built up and built up and built up. I mean, imagine if you're being told for 17 years that there's an ice cream store you're going to go to. <laughs> and it's going to be the best ice cream of your life. And you're told that over, over and over again, and it's for 17, 18 years. And then you go there, and you, you take your first taste, and you're like, eh, <laughs> above my life? I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, and that's very similar to what happens in college, I think, for everyone. No matter how involved they were in high school or what their experience was like, mm-hmm. they're going to a place that they believe is supposed to be better if, and that will be the best yeah. of my entire life. And so there's the buildup. And now when they're there, there's the pressure mm-hmm. that if it isn't, then they're doing something wrong. And what no one realizes is that, um, yes, college is the best four years of your life. What no one tells you is you only recognize that when it's over. <laughs> and if you were to go back and ask your parents, best four years of your life, which year was the worst? Systematically, it's always the freshman year mm-hmm. like no matter what it's always freshman year yeah. and so the thing i always go in with is freshman year sucks yeah. <laughs> and so i go into a freshman class and i say hey guys guess what little known secret to let you know now you all are aware of this freshman year sucks right <laughs> it sucks this isn't what you thought it was going to be you thought it was going to be amazing you thought you're going to be friends with everybody you yeah. thought you're going to be part of this place that stays up all night and has a great time and like all of a sudden just like every movie you've ever seen about college and of course you go to class and you're doing well but right now you're sitting in this room wondering who the person is sitting next to you because you haven't reached out and extended a hand and you know like two people on your floor but you know all of them and then you know like one person in your math class but you know all of them and it's very awkward basically mm-hmm. everyone turns into awkward freshmen and then the other thing that happens is that no one admits it. Yeah. And they sit in their freshman residence hall and they play off that they know what's going on and they're at this level of involvement and they just like think they're having a great time. And they go home depressed and scared and anxious and just, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm so freaked out. And at some point, people start admitting that to each other. And they start recognizing, oh, you don't know anything about this either? Oh, good. We're on the same page. (laughs) And once everybody starts, what you said, building that community, however they do that, and they break that down, then they start getting over this idea of best four years of your life, and they just start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they repeat that pattern. They get done. They tell people, best four years of my life. (laughs) And they realize, looking backward, because after they built up that experience, but they had to do that. And I always tell them when they're coming out of high school, yeah, high school's great, right? Student body president, I played basketball, I did this, mm-hmm. I did that, yada, yada, yada. But that wasn't how you felt about your high school freshman year. Oh, I was so awkward as a high school freshman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Definitely. Everybody yeah. grows into that, and they yeah. forget that that cycle was there. Or they assume, I think a lot of people assume, that the growth of 0 to 18 mm-hmm. is then 
stopped and this is now adulthood because legally we say that and they don't they don't realize that the high school experience um actually repeats itself like four or five more times yeah right it repeats them in college and then then there's the awkward 20s right after college right because you know fresh out of college you think okay so let's have this figured out and like you get a job and you're like it's gonna be great i don't know what i'm doing and i don't have any friends and then you're like oh my god and then you have another transition career-wise and you don't know what you're doing and then you can even track that inside of a career when you uh, rise up to leadership and management and executive mm-hmm. levels. There's this like awkward kind of <laughs> growth pattern that happens yeah. all the time. And, and the minute you realize that your high school experience, if you, if you recognize that growth and you understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, how to move between those things and work on the community around you, it makes this huge difference, which goes back to the engagement part. Yep. The more that you get engaged, the earlier you get engaged, the better. Mm-hmm. And this was proven to us in a survey that we did with uh, some outgoing uh, graduates of our program along with upperclassmen. There was one just throw, not a throwaway question, but something we didn't think we'd actually get data off of, which was what was one thing you wish you had known when you started? Mm-hmm. And we saw a correlation that we didn't think we'd actually see in an open-ended answer, which says, I wish I knew that I didn't have to worry about my classes so much. Yeah. <laughs> We saw that consistently across the board because, this, yeah. and they had it in different wording, but it was basically like, I was so focused on my grades, or I was so worried that I was not going to adjust well, or uh, you know, once I realized I can have friends and get involved, or what we used engagement. Once I got engaged, that took care of itself, yeah. mm-hmm. and all these other things made me that much better of an engineer, made me that yeah. much better of a person, and much more comfortable and successful, and able to actually grow in those next transitions of, of growth that would happen in the things I just mentioned. So, mm-hmm. engagement, engagement, engagement. Get engaged. <laughs> well, now you just put a whole marriage pro- I know, possibility. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure out there on everybody. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for having thank me. You. This Thanks was so much fun. for coming. This was so, really yeah, fun. Now you know my, my life story a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Associate Director of Fun. That's the Associate Director of Fun. Yeah, come find me for fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, right, Christina. Thanks. Thank you, Christina. And that just about wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on SoundCloud. For our prospective students out there, make sure you're checking vitrbiadmission.use.edu for any updates on the application. And for the rest of you, keep reading our blogs and fight on. See you next week.